Welcome back to episode 7 of the Completely Pointless Podcast. Today you got your normals with me, or with me. I'm Jeremy, and I'm accompanied by... Nick. And I'm Brandon. And today, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot I wanted to talk to you guys, but I did just wanted to kind of get... I wanted to talk about, like, TV shows and movies. Um, just because I have recently watched Community which is a great show. If you haven't watched it, you definitely should. But it just kind of got me thinking about all the like garbage movies and shows that I've never watched that are really great. So I just wanted to get y'all's opinions on, like, what what would y'all say is y'all's favorite TV show? Ooh, this is, this is kind of a tough one, because, like, yeah. I'm not a fan of, like, newer shows, really. I, I There's, like, certain ones I'm okay with, but for the most part, I'm, they kind of bore me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really shows or can it be a cartoon? Anything, any, any, Anything. even like movies, uh, shows. Because I have like a couple of different answers depending on what like genre we're getting into. It's not my favorite, but something I think a, a, a movie that I think is really underrated is The Dead Don't Die. I've never seen With uh, uh, Bill Murray, I think it is, or Tom Hanks or some shit. I always get the two confused. But, um, dude, that it's really funny because they break the f- uh, fourth wall a lot and stuff like that. It's really cool. And it's just a weird kind of dumb movie. Yeah, is it really like, like. A, like a zombie movie? Yeah, somewhat. Like, that's not the only like thing with it, but that's like the main premise, I guess. It's really weird. It's really hilarious, though, in some instances. So I, I, I highly recommend people go check it out. Also, the song "The Dead Don't Die," but which is the theme song by Sturgill Simpson, <laughs> fucking awesome song. I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I know I always kind of gravitate more towards comedies for the most part. At least like the more the shows I watch the most often are comedies. So, but I, if I. Like, if I were to pick a favorite one, it would definitely be less of a comedy. This one's, I don't know, it's hard to describe, because in some spots it's funny, but for the most part it's its kind of serious. I don't know, it's its like a hard one to kind of judge, like, what genre it belongs to. But it's really good, and I think that's why I like it, is because it's, like, hard to place it in a specific genre. At least for me it was. Yeah. But as far as shows go, I mean... Dude, I really miss Invader Zim. I think I feel like that one was just funny. Like it was funny just for the pure sake of being funny. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. That. I feel like just a lot of the old cartoons hold up really well. Dude, honestly, there's a new one that I've been watching. It's like a kids show, but there are elements in it where that like stops being a kids show for like a second when they yeah. make like a, a like adult joke. And it, it's it's kind of interesting. It's called Centaur World. Oh, I, I've seen a bunch of clips of that online. It's pretty fucking funny. And it has, like, little dark moments in it that I just, I love personally. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy how, like, childish it is. And then it's not just out of nowhere. And you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Brandon, what, what would you say is your, the best show ever created and all other shows suck and should be deleted? Oh, but... <laughs> I don't have a. I don't think I have a singular show for that. I mean, just like top, like in the top ten list. I mean, Scrubs has always been a go-to for me. Uh, Scrubs. 
<laughs> Scrubs. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to place it sometimes because. Well, so let me ask you this, and it's it's. I wouldn't say this question is the same as what's your favorite TV show, but what's a what's your bored TV show? And by that I mean like when you need background filler, when you just want to turn on a show, you don't have to think about. What do you go to, if anything? Um, I mean, I go to just, like, usually just to, like, either YouTube or random, like, animes that I'm not super invested in. Yeah. But if I'm just, like... Just, just like sitting there, just mindless. A show in the background, Scrubs is a good one. Uh, I would say The Office is a good one, but I'm, I can't really fucking I... watch that anymore. Wait, why anymore? Because I don't want to fucking pay for another goddamn streaming service oh, just they... to watch The Office. Did they take it off of Netflix <laughs> or something? It's been taken off of Netflix for like six months now oh, okay well that... it's on peacock or something oh, but yeah, that makes sense. you can watch the first season for free but then you have to pay to watch any of the other seasons yeah well i i have a very uh i i don't like the office is basically what i'm trying to say <laughs> i don't like the office and it's because i think they do uh, what I refer to as uh, cringe comedy, where like Michael Scott will come in and just say the most like off the wall offensive like garbage, and then it's just dead silence for like a couple of seconds, where the camera's like getting response shots from all the actors, and you're supposed to be <laughs> laughing. But in my soul, I'm just cringing like, oh, this is so awkward. This is so awkward. I hate this so much. I can understand that. But it, it, it's one of those where the other parts of the show make it for me. Like, I don't really like Michael Scott. Some of the stuff he says is funny. But most of the time, it's like you said, it's super fucking cringy. But it's the other character growth in the show that makes me like the show. Like, I know oh, Michael like Scott's supposed to be the... Like his yeah. whole fucking plotline and, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pam. Pam. Pam, yeah. Pam like their, their little relationship thing. Well, so, I, I've seen The Office all the way through once. Just because yeah. it's like, alright, everyone loves this show, I've gotta, you know, give it its shot. And so, does it, like, in the later seasons, don't they, doesn't Jim, like, cheat on her or something no well he kind of steals her he kind of steals her from her current boyfriend in a way but i mean you you know it's one of those things you can't really claim claim a person there's a whole plot line where jim moves to a different branch and they they weren't dating at the time is the thing but uh Jim and Pam, but they make it this whole ordeal, and then in the end of it, Jim is like, no, Pam is the only one who want this and that, and so he never really cheats on her. Yeah. I don't know, I just, because like, whatever I would talk to people about The Office, they would always be like, dude, 
Jim and Pam's relationship is like the goals, right? Like that's what I want. But then as I was watching, it's like their relationship is kind of bad. They really manipulative to towards each other, and like so doesn't in like the last season or something he he like joins some kind of like sports, some some business related to sports or something. Yeah. And so he like leaves town and just is lying to her about what he's doing and like how it's going and like all this shit. And the whole time I'm like, man, this is a very unhealthy relationship. <laughs> this is a relationship founded on lies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of one of those weird ones for me too. I, I like I like The Office, don't get me wrong. I actually do really like it as a show. But I mean, there are parts of it where I'm like, oh, okay, this is it, like Jeremy says, it's just kind of cringy. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I think it's a really good show. Yeah. I've definitely seen way worse. So, but yeah, it's just not true. my thing. Well, so I would say cuz they always kind of compare the two of The Office and Parks and Rec. Like they always kind of people kind of lump those two. Yeah, and I don't think that's like an even a fair comparison. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's either. I think they're very different shows, but I like oh, Parks are. and Rec a lot more than The Office. Parks and Rec is it is really good. And that that was going to be another one of mine. Like, yeah, Parks and Rec is actually one of one show that I actually watch and like. Yeah. It's just they so some pretty good comedy. Most of their most of the actors seem like good people. I don't know. It's just one of those shows that I really like. Also, like the the um, Parks and Rec does the cringe thing. I think a lot better. Yeah, like they they it feels like they they have a character do some kind of cringy like something, but then they immediately have another character that's like. Why the fuck would you say that? Like, like instead of everyone just yeah. sitting there in dead silence and you can feel the palpable cringe in the air, <laughs> someone addresses it. And so then it kind of like takes it like further, you know? Also, like, even though it's like Andy, Andy's really awkward and cringy sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, like he he's consistent, I guess, through the whole show. It, but it's always funny. You know, it's it's. Never yeah, like it's it's like, off the wall it? shit, but it's it's fits yeah. in like the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so like my uh my board show, which I would I would classify as probably one of my favorite shows of all time, is called Psych. Right. Oh, never heard of that. Never heard of it. It's a uh-huh. great show, and it's weird because it's a procedural cop show. Like it, it's a, so the whole premise of the show is there's this guy who is has like a photographic memory and is just really good at problem solving and he like solves some crimes like calls in a bunch of tips to the police like the police department of his town and they're like you wouldn't like no one would know this information it's off the wall shit that someone just made up but it was right how did you know this. And so he's like, well, I'm a psychic. And so the whole show is him <laughs> pretending to be a psychic by, like, picking up, like, oh, there was a rapper on the floor in this hotel room. And our so that means our ho- our bad guy is a diabetic, so he must be going to this guy to get his insulin shot, so I'm going to go there and find him. Like, just, like, off-the-wall shit that he, like, picks up. And it's hilarious, and I love it so much, and it's the show I always put on when I just need something in the background but you said it was psych 
yeah, psych. Like, it's even a joke at the end of the first episode where they make a private investigation department, or, a, like, a PI business, and they call it psych, and he's like, psych, as in gotcha, as in I'm lying to you. And it's a oh. great show, and you should watch it. But, like, I, I don't know why that show I love so much, whereas I absolutely despise cop procedural shows like ncis cis cis csi <laughs> cis cis like shows like that i can't stand them see i don't like shows like that at all either like the cop shows or like the uh, forensic shows and stuff like that yeah because like i don't know it's just nerves. kind of it's so predictable and boring i'm like that's that's my problem with most shows so I'm going to go out and watch a show that is pretty much like made to be predictable and boring. Yeah. yeah. So what's, what's a show that y'all will put on to like, if you just need to laugh. Hmm. Mine. I mean, mine would probably be psych. Honestly, like that's, that's my like go to be happy show. This yeah. might be one y'all don't expect. Any slice of life anime. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I didn't yeah. think you Literally were any a big of them. anime fan. I fucking dude, slice of life anime is my guilty pleasure. Like I feel bad for watching it because you know it's kind of gay, but <laughs> dude, they're so fucking good. I'm like, holy shit! It's and the reason they make me laugh is because they're always like so over the top. And just ridiculous with like the dude's reactions to everything, and that shit cracks me up. Yeah. Right. There's like a specific amount. I feel like just with anime in general, it's just so over the top most of the times that even when they say just some like off the wall shit. garbage shit, like you're just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so my just have to laugh show is Letter Kenny. Ooh, that's a that's such a good it's, one, dude. I feel like that show's so underrated. It is. It really it's is. So fucking good. I because love I'll uh, tell, Letter Kenny. I'll tell somebody about it and they're like, What the fuck is that? And I have to explain it, and it's just well, it's a show about Canadian hicks. <laughs> and it's great. Dude, it, it works so, so good. fucking good. The wordplay it, is awesome. Dude, the guys of it's Jared Cuso, I think is his name is like the head writer. He is so fucking talented with just the way he puts words together. Yeah. And it is fan. It is a fantastic show and it will have you rolling the entire time you're watching it. You have a lyrical way of cutting through the bullshit. As some would say, that's not a quote from the show. It's just, yeah. Something <laughs> I heard said, see, that's one of those shows like, that in the bandit or convoy or something. Yeah, uh, Letterkenny is one of those shows that, Brandon, you have suggested to me a couple of times. And I've seen, like, clips of it, and, it, like, some of the clips, I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. But it just, I, I don't know why, I just don't have any desire to watch it. It's one of those, I feel like it's for specific kind of people. Yeah, to, like, it, it's yeah. just a very, like... I, I don't want to... I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those that it's just the wordplay and just the way they bounce stuff off of each other is what makes it good for me. Yeah, same. It feels like kind of improvisational. Yeah, a little bit. 
to that. Well, mainly it's like the skill involved because like the way they say shit, it comes off like almost like rapping, like but just with talking. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that. And they do it in a funny way, so it makes it even more impressive because they're doing, you know, basically vocal aerobics while being funny and i think that's yeah. really impressive and just nice to watch it's well and so really easy to watch too jeremy saying it's kind of improvisational brings up another one of my board shows is whose line is it anyway oh yeah oh yeah that's, that's a, good a really one. good one too because they're fucking geniuses yeah the, yeah some of the shit they come up with and the way they like play it off of each other like it's like you'll watch a skit and you'll think it was planned. Like you think yeah. they were each given a script. Like, all right, this is what you're gonna do. This is the character you're playing. You know, blah 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 blah. And then they just fucking nail it. And you're like, man, that was really good. How? Who wrote that skit? And you're like, no, that was all made up on the spot. Their brains. <laughs> their brains wrote it. It's insane too. Yeah. I mean, the the level of skill it takes to do that. It's, yeah. Just letter. Brain letter power. can be falls into that for me yeah same it's really cool just to watch people be able to talk like that because i struggle with words and just normally yeah, yeah. and i mean letter kenny is scripted but still it, i mean it Christ. flows good enough that you forget that it's scripted yeah like that's like like i said i i recently watched community for the first time which if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it it's very good um but a lot of the stuff they do just seems so random and improvised and off the wall, even though it's not. I mean, I'm sure some of the lines were improvised and then they, you know, kind of ran through a couple of iterations till they got it down. But it's just one of those shows that it feels. Uh, and this is now that I'm thinking of it, it's going to sound really sad that I say this, but it, it feels like they're all good friends. Like it feels like a, a, a group of people that I would want to be friends with. Oh, so it feels like real. Yeah, like it 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 just feels like they actually have good chemistry together and they probably do, you know, as you know, actors or whatever, they probably get along pretty well. But they just it sure. just feels like a situation I'm like, man, I wish I could be like they're you know, they're going to a community college for like six years or some garbage. <laughs> like, man, I wish I could be there with them. Living my best Makes life. you want to go to college. <laughs> yeah. No, God, no. No, nothing can make you do that. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like... Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really talk on it. It's very but good. I've heard a lot of people always talk really good about it. It's really good. And, it, and they do a lot of um, meta comedy. So there's, there's one character whose name is Abed. Um, and he... I don't think they ever confirm it, but he's he's definitely, like has Asperger's or some kind of autism. Like, he's he's off, and he relates everything through movie comp, like movie tropes or show tropes. And so, like, the whole time he's like, yeah, this is season two of the show, and it is season two of the show, but it's their second year in college. So, like, he does all this meta, like, meta comedy that really, like, I don't know. I find it really funny. And it's it's just one of those they I feel like my my funny bone gets tickled by shows that are acting like they're really smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Willing like, to acknowledge that they're not that smart but acting smart. Yeah, or or just like them going like 
man, this is a really stupid scenario, right? This makes absolutely no sense. It's almost like we're in a show, and then they all uh, fucking jib the camera and like stare straight down your soul. <laughs> I'm like, hat, they get it. They're in a show. Yeah. Kind of like related to that though. Do you, uh, did y'all watch um, Rick and Morty? And Morty? Yes. I stopped watching it. I liked it for a bit, but then it like got really popular and everybody started being really annoying about it. And so I stopped. Because like, I have a few uh, shirts. Pickle, uh, not, I have one Pickle Rick shirt, but uh, I have a few Rick and Morty shirts. And just like, anytime I wear any of them, it's super annoying. Yeah, people come yeah, up and be like, oh, I like... love that show. Yeah, like I wear the Pickle Rick one and everybody and their fucking moms is like, Pickle Rick! <laughs> come on, please, please. I didn't ask please you to fucking knows. comment on my fucking shirt. Which, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I'm wearing a shirt out in public so people should be able to say whatever they want, but it's just like, fuck, it's annoying. Sometimes. Yeah. I was never enough of a fan to, like, buy shit for it. Well, I didn't. I, I, was, I was gifted these oh, shirts, gifted. so it, it uh, makes it even more annoying. Because I'm, I'm not the per. I don't, I don't buy, like, shit like that Noah, i think yeah. got them for me which i really you know i like them but you know it kind of became a double-edged sword as soon as i wore them out in public yeah but i do enjoy the show i think it's funny yeah it definitely has its moments but it's like it's one of those shows that i feel like got a reputation for being smart quote unquote like making a lot of smart jokes but as i was mm-hmm. watching it i was like nah it's just kind of uh, doing the same thing all the other like adult animated shows do. Like they just make a bunch of jokes about you know murdering people. Like I don't get it. I feel like at one point it became too easy. Like it became the targeted show to make fun of and like make fun of the viewers of it too. Mm-hmm. So it's whenever I started seeing all that, like all Rick and Morty viewers think they're really intelligent, and I was like, I mean, I call myself a retard all the time, so <laughs> I don't really get that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the self-awareness of realizing you're not that smart, but then they're like, no, this is a smart show for smart people, and I'm smart people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I think what I like even better than Ricky and Morty, it's from the same creators, it's Solar Opposites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, isn't Solar Opposites a spinoff of Rick and Morty? Mm, not really. Or at least I didn't find it that way. I don't know enough to disprove you, but I thought it like not not that it was like like a remake of the show, but it was they were like, hey, we're going to make another mother show in the Rick and Morty universe. It might be in the same universe. I didn't I guess I didn't pay that much attention, but shame. I I think it's funny. Because it's not so much. Just hog wild violence and shit like rick and morty was yeah see i like shows like that though hog wild violence is my favorite well i mean in in moderation i was gonna say yeah it can, nah, it can be done right i like just all out violence it's really cool especially whenever they do action scenes really well oh yeah i'm like yeah. oh yes and that's fight. why we like anime yeah, anime exactly. Dude. Anime most of the time. There are definitely some animes. Their action scenes are garbage. But yeah, there is, dude. Uh, I what is with real quick? I just want to touch on it. What the hell is up with the 3D like animation style? I hate it. Yeah, it doesn't. It, oh, it looks so weird, awful. right? 
I, I understand yeah. it's probably like a cheaper and easier way of doing it, and you can get more like product out. I don't know that it is. I think it's a cheaper. I would assume. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, it like it just doesn't look good. I mean, God, I guess, it looks so bad. Yeah, because they always just like janky, and they never seem to like walk the right way, and like it just seems like there's like a lack of effort there. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to like compare those th- those like three D shows to the other shows because I feel like they always have kind of like a different way of going about it, right? Like they they don't focus on the animation as hard as some of the other ones do. Yeah, because like there are some animes where they just like you know bust a fat nut on the animation of fight scenes. Demon Slayer. Yeah, like, they go hard on those animation scenes, and they are beautiful. But then there are those, like, 3D animation ones where they're just like, yeah, no, these are just some computer models we're gonna move around. Um, and they might, yeah. like, punch each other or something. Well, it was uh, like the... with Berserk. Berserk was such a good anime, but, it like, was. the art style, like, and I'm I'm kind of, I guess, maybe I'm different than most people, because, like, I can't get past bad art. Like if it's if it's a bad art style, I just can't get past that. Uh, it'll Damn fucking that. sit there and irk me the whole fucking time I'm watching the show. Yeah. Like I love whenever like uh like the what is it Studio Ghibli kind of stuff. Like the the mm-hmm. art style is like really well done, and they like you can tell they put a lot of effort into it looking good, but it also has really, a really good story. That and it's which very I know that's particular. like it's kind of an unfair comparison, really, just because those are such you know, noteworthy animes. But I mean, if that's the standard and that's like what like peak is, which I don't think that's peak because I think there's still a lot of progress to be made. But if that's like the golden standard for right now and, you know, that your art style or maybe the 3D art just isn't for me, but personally it just does not hold up at all. Yeah, it almost, it feels like, um, it feels less like heartfelt, I guess is the best less way to put authentic. it. Yeah, less authentic. Yeah. yeah, that's a better way of yeah. putting it. Like they less genuine kind of. Yeah, because it it, you, it seems like they did it for the money. Yeah, like it's it's just like they could like push out a bunch of episodes and do it relatively cheap because once you get the models into their you know their three D rendering software, then it just kind of they just have to move them about. Which I know I'm definitely. Cutting this down a lot more than it should. Yeah, way oversimplifying. It's probably way harder. Something I could never do. But it just feels off. It doesn't feel good. (laughs) Because like standard anime is hand drawn scenes, and so it it's got that authenticity because the movements aren't exactly perfect. The way the mouth moves isn't exactly perfect, but it's the the creators go with a theme and design to that so it has it has its own character to it yeah whereas 3D is like oh well here's this model that they put into this standardized program that looks the same like animation wise as these 14 other animes yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's also less, like, unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in standard, like, drawn animes, it's... There's that hand-done touch to it. 
So right, none so of them every, are going to be exactly the same. Well, also, it's just that unique, you know, like every every artist has their own unique style. Whenever you start doing the 3D style, it's like, it's really, I feel like it may be really hard to, um, you know, be unique in that space. One show that I actually did just recently start watching that I highly recommend is on Netflix is Arcane. Oh, it's like the League of Legends yeah. show. Dude, that show is so it's, fucking good. Oh, so my good. God. And Dude, I, the art style, the fucking story. I mean, it is just a gem. Right. And I'm a sucker for uh, shows that take, like, the idea from a video game and turn them into something. So, like, Castlevania. Uh, yeah, the Dota dude, that, show. that anime is so good. Castlevania is one of it's my really plays, like goaded. Did y'all did y'all watch the Dota show? They just released released the second season not that long ago. No, I'm still no, talking right this. now. It's like Dota Dragon's Blood or something like that. <clears throat> I'm just a big sucker for anything that like takes the lore of a video game and turns it into like a you know cinematic masterpiece that I can just watch for days. Same. I agree. I'm still I like trying to finish Attack on Titan, so <laughs> that's one reason like I'm not getting into like these big name animes is because God, they're just fucking long. Uh, Attack on Titan is only four seasons. Fucking... That's four seasons, though. I mean, I know like a lot of people are, like love the fact that it's four seasons now, and I do too. But at the same time, I'm just like, God, it's a lot. <laughs> but it, it's, it's not fairy tale with 672 oh, episodes or whatever. I don't even bring up fucking um, God, One fairy Piece. Tale. One Piece is ridiculous. Oh, that's why is, I didn't bring it up. What is One, One Piece, Piece at? Like, like 1,600 like or Yeah, some crazy-ass number. That's just... How do you, like... How do you watch that? Yeah, but but how do you keep coming up with new stuff for that? You don't? No. Yeah, you that's don't. That's why 90% of that show is filler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... I think I was telling one of y'all about this, or maybe on one of the podcasts, about Fairy Tale. Is episode nine is a filler I think episode. We did talk about yeah. it on the podcast. Which is, it's just insane to me. You're only nine episodes in, and you're already m- putting filler. Like, <laughs> I mean, wasn't Naruto like mostly filler? Yeah. Like I went back and watched Naruto, like the the original shit, and it is just ninety nine percent filler. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> like if you have to have. Um, if you have to have a whole website dedicated to what episodes <laughs> to skip because they're not yeah. important, then maybe you should like take a break or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? Or just some people stop. like filler though. I don't, but I some don't. people do like filler. I really don't. Well, don't so um, I've I've been playing. There've been a lot of really good video games coming out this month. Dude, no lie. Oh, God. I wish I had more time to play. And I bought all of them, and I don't have enough time to play all of them. Um, That's why I'm not buying any of them either. Also, I want to wait for reviews to come out. I know Elden Ring is good. I've already seen uh, reviews of that. I've I've played 10 hours or so of Elden Ring. It's phenomenal. If you like Dark Souls games. it's basically too, dude. It's basically just a Dark Souls game, but they... It's open world now. Yeah, it well that's it's so sick. Like just saying it's open world, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you walk around more, but I feel like it adds a whole other layer because I found myself actually stealthing through things in Dark Souls, which is weird, right? Like most of the time you just kind of run in and and hope for the best, but you are met with this fort 
kind of pretty early in the game that has a bunch of guys in it, like 15, 20 guys within, like, basically, if you aggro any of them, you're going to pull them all down on top of you, and there's no way to kill them all once you've aggroed all of them. So right. in, in a Dark Souls game, I'm sneaking through bushes and backstabbing people, trying to whittle them down until I get enough that I can manage, which is just a weird thing for Dark Souls, but I love it. Same. I really like the direction they went with this one. It's really good. Seems, but um, Seems like innovative for a Dark Souls game, you know? Yeah. And on top of that, it looks phenomenal. It plays really well. The bosses are all really interesting. Like, I've, I've been having a great time with it. Um, what was I saying? So you're <laughs> saying they can release a game that actually works? Yeah. Yeah. They can. <laughs> <laughs> Except That's that there, saying, dude, day one launch, it needs to be good, dude. Except this that there what... have been reports that it has really bad FPS drops on PC. Oh, dude, I've heard it's unplayable on PC, actually. Yeah. Uh, damn. But you know, well, it's, it's, it's still great it's that way. It's either really good on PC and shite on everything else, or really good on everything else and shite on PC. Well, it's because the way they make they have to make games, you have to make them for one or the other and then port them. Essentially yeah. because of the hardware differences, I assume. Yeah. Well, and so that's kind of the other thing is that it's bad on PC unless you have a pretty top range computer and then it's wow. it works fine. Like the same the same thing with Cyberpunk, right? Like everyone was super pissed about Cyberpunk's release because it was it played like trash on all the consoles, but if you had a a medium to high end PC, it ran like butter. But yeah, but so then you know you're alienating half your half your customers, so it's still a bad game. Well, I would say over half, yeah. because the majority of people are playing on either cons on PS4 or Xbox. I say PS4, PS5 or S- Xbox. Dude, no, nah, it's still. I think PS4 still is. Oh well, yeah, because you can't fucking get a PS5. Yeah, they're extremely hard to get, and when you can get them, they're like three times market price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which it's is something insane. fucking insane. Fucking scalpers. Yeah. Yeah. I. I guess it. It definitely once I built my own PC. Like, that was, you know, it's fairly high-end. I have just completely forgot about consoles. <laughs> same. Absolutely like, same. Like, I don't I... buy console, except I did buy Elden Ring on PlayStation. Not because I thought it would run better, but because I just wanted a reason to get out of my bedroom. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, if, you're, if you don't get, like, a hard-on for performance like I do, then mm-hmm. consoles are fine. But, yeah. like, once you play on a really well-built P- PC, it doesn't even have to be, like, like the top top of the line. Like, a $1,000 PC will last you three to four years, and then you build another one. You can even use the same case, possibly the same board, just upgrade the graphics card and the processor and RAM and shit, and just off you go yeah, for, like, 600 bucks. And, and, dude, the performance is so much better than console. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And also just being able to use mouse and keyboard on, like, 80% of games, it's better. But, like, that's that's a kind of arguable depending on the game, too, of course. Yeah, well, because so, that's, like, I, I think that PCs, yeah, are really great. And just the fact that you can, like, upgrade pieces as you need them makes it 
so much better. Like, you'll definitely end up spending a lot more than consoles. So if you're, like, a casual gamer, consoles all the way. Like, consoles, you can guarantee, pretty much, that any game you plug into your console will run. Like, you buy it on for your Xbox One, you put it in your Xbox One, it'll work. But But if you build a good enough PC, I mean, you really don't worry either. For the price you spend on consoles trying to build a PC for that amount that has it's the same performance now. output? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. impossible. I will wait, say, wait, though, with people, this next people will that say came that. Out. Well, people will say that, like, con- con- uh, consoles are so much cheaper than PCs, which they are, but once you build a good PC, you have so many more games to choose from. Yeah. And that are free. Like, your, your free video game options are so huge with a PC. Yeah. Well, that's like, uh, I, I have... I think now close to a hundred games on the Epic Game Store launcher on PC. I've paid for maybe two of them, and I've played yeah, maybe five of them. Like yeah. I have 152 games on my in my Steam library, and I mean that's, that's way it. more <laughs> console games than I've ever. I had. was gonna say I definitely I have, have like 200 something. About, I'm close. I'm about to hit 400 games in my Steam library. See, but I don't I don't buy a lot of games because I'll play a game until I've like played every single bit yeah, of that game. I'm really so bad I, about I'm like a, about buying new games while yeah, I'm not, not done I'm with big, the like, old game. I love 100%ing games too. Like 100%ing is is such a gratifying feeling. Yeah, so just, a lot of it just comes down to that. Right, just the fact of those Steam achievements, baby, alright? I live for them Steam <laughs> achievements, even though they mean absolutely <laughs> nothing. Like, I'll... Every time before I launch a game, I'll kind of, you know, it shows your Steam achievements on that bottom right side, and you can, like, pan over them and see what they what they need for you to accomplish them. And it'll mm-hmm. be things that I've never thought about doing in the game itself, and I'll just be like, alright, well, now I gotta go do that. <laughs> <laughs> but in doing that, I mean, you do learn a lot more about the game yeah. and discover a lot more. Like, like you I, that's like why I like 100%ing. Because, like, a lot of times you'll find shit that you never thought would have been in the game, and it's just like, oh, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Well, like, so another game that came out this month that I've been playing, um, Dying Light 2, which did either of y'all play the first one or the second one? Uh, no. Like, so. So the first one, I loved the first one. It was, it was, a, so it's a zombie apocalypse game and you're like, oh man, there's millions of those, but it focuses more on parkour and like agility rather than actually fighting the zombies. So like there's a bunch of skills of like jumping off zombies heads and, and climbing up walls and if you run on walls the zombies probably won't notice you at all so you don't need to fight them um and then but you do still get you know all your bladed weapons to chop their heads off and set them on fire so it's a little bit of both but the first game was so good and the second game is just full of filler to bring it back to the anime talk it's oh shit there's so many so many times in the second game where someone will start talking and I'll just get my phone out and start scrolling through Reddit because they're going to be talking for 10 minutes about a bandit camp near the settlement that I don't care about. And I'm just like, hate to see that too. But the parkour in the second one is really fun. (laughs) 
Like, I enjoy just running around the city more than actually doing the story. Yeah. You see, and then it comes down to, like, what the, what's the point of the story then, you know? Yeah. And that's, For like, sure. I feel like a lot of these open-world games almost don't need a story. Sometimes, yeah, I feel like that's a large case. I mean, look at Minecraft, dude. Minecraft is probably one of the best examples of not needing a story. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's done really, really, really well. It's entire, it's throughout its entirety, even through like some of its small slip-ups and stuff, right. just from having good gameplay. Yeah, it's yeah, still one of the it, most popular games of all time, or something. Yeah, yeah. Because it may die down for a little bit, but out of nowhere, it's just back to fucking a hundred percent. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> They'll they'll release some new content that's arbitrary and fucking pointless, and people get back into it, and they're like, "Oh man, Minecraft is just always so good," which it is. It's, it's a very yeah. good game. Because just being like, especially like those sandbox games like Minecraft, just being left to your own devices to be like, "All right, just you know, do whatever the heck you want," is fun. Well, especially and, in Minecraft, where you can do literally anything you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to just build a giant house, go for it. You want to become the bane of all mobs, go for it. Like, you can do whatever yeah. you want. But then... I think I stopped... I lost interest in Minecraft right whenever they came out with, like, the End and, like, the Ender Dragon. Oh, yeah. Because I think I started playing Terraria at that point, too. And Terraria, in my opinion, is just is just a better game. Yeah. But then, also, back to the argument about PCs and rolling minecraft into that you can make minecraft a completely different game oh 100 percent. yeah that's that's one thing with modding like the modding community can straight up make games completely different yep. yeah because me and brandon Cause know, yeah you want to say freaking sky factory yeah <laughs> we spent i mean i haven't played vanilla minecraft in probably five years yeah, but me and Jeremy probably spent a couple hundred hours playing Sky Factory, which is just a big mod pack with like fifty mods in it. Yeah, to make the game something different, right. to give the because game more engineering, give it just more like different progression. Stuff. Yeah, you'll you start on a floating tree, and that's all you have is a single tree. And you cut it down, and then eventually you get to the point where you have nuclear reactors and jetpacks jet and <laughs> chickens Mob that shit out lava, and... and it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, the, the being able to have that modding community to change it up, I feel it keeps those open-world games fresh, mm-hmm. whereas, like, in the big, like, story open-world games like dying light you can't really make that a whole new game like it's it's hard to take this story-based open world and make it something different yeah well a lot of the problem is like because with those kind of games a lot of people in the modding community will really only make things like dumb yeah like dumb mods to make it kind of funny yeah, and I mean, mods there's... for games like that are usually like, oh, here's the cool new weapon you can use, or here's a cool outfit you can use, or just stuff like that. But it's never really like mechanic-changing mods. Right. Like Minecraft mods are. Yeah. 
Well, because there's another mod pack for Minecraft. What's it called? Like, um, I'd say it's like Desert something. Uh, uh, but you like RL Craft. Maybe. And that one, it, it's it stands for Real Life Craft. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it just almost impossible to play. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really fucking fun because of the challenge. Yeah. There's something about having it difficult that you're like, all right. I'm I'm in I'm into this. Like it's hard. I'll be hiding in a hole for the majority of this game, but it's fun because yeah. I love it. It's like because uh, you have the suspense being in danger like, and stuff like that. There's a ton of mods for Skyrim and mm -hmm. Fallout and make it harder. But like whenever Skyrim came out, it had like it, it didn't come out with any kind of survival mode, and then it finally yeah. did. But by the time it did, people had already modded it to have that. Habit. But it was yeah. better. Yeah. Like the modding community did a come. way better job because you could have like, especially with the crafting, the crafting modding community in Skyrim is goaded. It's yeah, it's really good. Like you could you could craft bags and like uh, little little bandoliers and shit and some mm -hmm. of the mods. It was so cool, and that's what like once they brought the modding to like the Skyrim, like it was stock. You could you could just mod it on anything. But it didn't on constantly to pay for them or something. Uh, eventually they started. What's it called? Like Bethesda. Uh, like. Oh uh, shit! I know it was in Fallout about. Four. Yeah. Like that's where it started. Of them, like you had to pay for all the mods, and that, you know, that's not a great thing. But it, it, I heard it spun one way where, the reason they did that, and I don't know if this is true or not, is that Sony wouldn't let mods on their platform because of some legal thing about if nobody's paying for it, you're just stealing content. So then Bethesda was like, all right, well, we'll what if we just make them pay like a dollar for the mod pack, and then now it's legal and they can have mods as well on PlayStation. Sounds about but, right. But even then, like, I, I played Fallout 4 a lot on uh, Xbox. But it was like whatever Bethesda's thing was called only ever had dumb mods. Yeah, that was yeah. what I was going to say is it always had like the most worthless mods. It on was it. like, here, spend five dollars on this new uh, power armor skin. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. No, like, uh... I'm not going to spend five dollars on that. I'll go download this one from the workshop for free because they still on Xbox, at least they still had a bunch of free mods. It wasn't nearly what the PC had, but they still had a bunch of free mods on PC or on, on Xbox. And so you didn't have to use Bethesda's buy thingy because they were always just dumb mods. Like it was like, Oh, here's this new weapon, or here's this new armor skin. Not even a new set of armor, a new armor skin. And so, but you could go on there, and they still had a free workshop edition. And so you could go on there and find something similar, but for free. Yeah. And that's... Like, mods are just such an important thing to computer, or just computer, any kind of video game, honestly. If you can get mods set up, you're just, you're set. Like, you're golden. Oh, yeah. 
That's what I, mean, I think. People are still playing Skyrim, and I yeah. believe a lot of that's due to the mod community. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you I mean, really it would be look... a dead game without the mods. Like, Skyrim, when it came out, I think was really good at the time it came out. But now... It was great. It's, I mean, if it's just the base game looking at it now, you're like, man, there's so many better options, right? Uh-huh. But the modding community has just kept that game alive to no end. Like, it just... it. Yeah will completely reinvent the game. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I remember whenever I was still playing uh, Skyrim, and I went and modded it to where it was like a full survival game almost. Yeah. And it was awesome. I loved it. It, it actually revitalized uh, the game for me. Because I hit a point where I was just replaying the game and, like, just making different, like, characters and classes and shit. But then once you start modding it, I mean, you can do the different start mod and all this other uh all these other different cool mods that, yeah that just completely change it up yeah it makes it way more role play too right like there's mods that will turn it into a dark souls-esque game mm-hmm. where you're you have to parry and dodge and do all this shit whereas the combat in vanilla skyrim is is pretty vanilla like <laughs> yeah swing yeah, very, swing yeah, swing swing block swing yeah, well i don't even ever yeah i was gonna say i never blocked that it's just swing that's yeah a, that's why i said swing 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 because i knew nobody ever fucking blocks in vanilla skyrim yeah no. there's no reason to it's it's not yeah. about it's basically just you have to do enough damage quickly enough to them before they do enough damage quickly to you yep. yes which is like a. I, I also dual wielding in Skyrim, probably my least favorite aspect. Oh really? I was gonna say. Yes, I, I thought it was dumb. Wielded. What do you mean? I thought it was the way they did dual wielding was dumb. I was like, okay, this is just like I like the way um, Dark Souls Two did dual wielding. I fucking loved because you had to have double the uh, stat for that weapon to be able to dual wield it properly. And whenever you dual wielded something properly, it you had like a whole different stance and like it did way more damage. It was really cool because you could like dual wield ultra great swords and shit. Like you go hard. Yeah. But in Skyrim, it's just kind of like oh, well, you can swing two swords or two right. whatever. I mean, From the very beginning of the game, it's like yeah, you can you can have two swords in each hand. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Have fun. Okay, I don't have to do anything. This isn't like, and it was also just like, oh, you know, the way they that you'd swing them. It's like, okay, I'm just swinging two swords instead of axes or whatever instead of one. I swing, 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 swing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I usually want just a range build because I mean, it's so much easier to go through the game like that. Yeah, it really is. But then it it just almost gets kind everybody. of boring. It does, after you do it enough times. The first time through doing, like, a ranged build, you feel like a god, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just sneaking around, shooting everybody. It's a great yeah. time. Well, so that's, that's like, that's one of the reasons that I would say that Skyrim is one of the, one of the greatest games ever made, even though it's not. Like, it, if you take it at its base, it's really not that great. But the fact that it's almost like a like a launching point for all this other content is what makes it so good. Sure. It gives a lot of, it's like a whole space for content creators for sure. So like if you're it's wanting a to platform for more. Yeah. If you're wanting to become a future developer or something, I mean, start with modding Skyrim, dude. Yeah. It's super easy. It's, it's really not that bad. No. <laughs>
I mean, you could learn a whole shitload from it. Yeah. Well, did y'all have y'all ever played any of the Mount Mount and Blade uh, games? I wanted to. Like, I wanted to play the ones that were like PvP, so I could fight people. Yeah. So I think I played Mordhau, and it was really fun. But well, so it's yes. Yeah, those are pretty good. But I feel like Mountain Mountain Blade is a little bit different, only because it. Like, it's one of those games that I always wished I had when I was a little kid, of you are a dude, and you start out with nothing, and then you get to the point where it's you in decked out armor with an army of, like, 200 dudes behind you that you can control to fight. But then, the game itself gets pretty repetitive, honestly. Like, you recruit all your dudes, you go into battle, you're clearing out bandit camps, you're taking over towns, whatever... But then the modding community got a hold of it, and it got to the point that they made, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like, it's a Star Wars remake of the game. So the entire game, yeah, like the entire, it's an an entirely different game. Like the overworld map is a galaxy with planets, and you're on a little ship, and you're flying around, and you have lightsabers, and there are force powers, and you can recruit droids and stormtroopers, and you're all shooting lasers at each other. It's phenomenal. That's See, this cool. is a great point to PC gaming. It's more expensive to get into, but once you're into it, you can do a lot for free. Like oh, yeah. A shitload for free. I mean, you can basically buy a game, play it all the way through, mod it to hell and back for free, and then play it in a completely... It's like a whole new game. Just the like the initial the initial down payment's pretty rough, but then like I've built my PC and I've been using it for the past three years and it built runs mine, everything I, flawlessly. I built mine and it's been running for what, six years now? Mm-hmm. And it's well, still even... I mean it's not the best, but it's still I can still play pretty much anything I want to with no problem. Yeah. And do I want to build a new one? Yes. Can I get a new graphics card? <laughs> oh. Fuck you, scalpers. Piece of <laughs> yeah. shit. Scalpers are the worst. Well, even um, that desk, that pre-built desktop that I bought from you, yeah. I sold that to my roommate, and he's using yeah. it now to play games. Like it still and that, works, and it's that like computer's like eight years old. Yeah, it's old as hell. So it's, it's just feel like it's a much better ecosystem to get into than the consoles. Where, like, I haven't used or seen an Xbox 360 in, like, I don't know, 15 years? <laughs> it's probably not that long, but a long time. Long time. Well, like you said, you you sold your, your PC, your old, the old one that Brandon gave you to your roommate. And I gave my old PC to my buddy Sam, and so they're still getting use out of them. Yeah. So I think and this is not like it, by no means is that computer that I gave to Jeremy was by no means was it a high end computer. It was actually on the lower end, but it's still useful. Like you can I mean, still yeah, you play. can still play older games or like free yeah. games, stuff like that. I mean, there's still plenty of games you can play with an old outdated well, I mean, rig. Even some of the newer games, you just crank the settings down, something you can't do on console. Yeah. Like, I can go in there and tweak a game to its absolute bare bones and run it perfectly fine on my old hardware. 
Or I do think. Go ahead. I can go back to those older games and just either mod the shit out of them and give them new fucking high res texture packs and shit like this and run it perfectly fine because it runs on a less demanding hardware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can like, make it look better than it ever did. I think there's still a place for consoles, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think what I'm mainly saying is, like, if you are thinking of switching to PC, beware, because you may get spoiled and may not be able to go back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That so. happened with all of us, like we were saying. Is Once yeah, I okay. had a semi-good PC, that's all I ever do. That's all I ever touch anymore. Like, my Xbox yeah, is just a Netflix machine at this point. <laughs> And that's what mine was for a while, but then I got a smart TV, and it just sat on the shelf below the TV, and then when I moved, it got put up in its box. I don't even know where it's at right now. (laughs) There's a missing Xbox One somewhere in my house. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, mine just sit behind my TV, because I have a smart TV in my living room and in my bedroom, Yeah. so it's like, I don't ever use them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've... I wish that I could get a PS5 because I do like console games because I feel like there's a whole different like environment around console games. So it's way more casual for it's sure. Way more casual, but it's also it feels way more um like community based, I guess is the best way to put it. Like so we have a bunch of consoles set up in our living room and so there will be times where I'm just sitting in the living room playing, you know, like I was playing Elden Ring in there earlier today, or I was playing uh, Beats and Shapes, Shapes and Beats, Beats and Shapes, one of those, on the <laughs> Switch in my in my living room, and it it, I mean, I guess it's probably just to the due to the fact that I've been in my living room and not in my room, but it just invites, it sets up this environment of my roommates just kind of sitting down on the couch and we're just shooting the shit while playing some stupid video games that aren't that important. Yeah, and I mean, part of that is always most people plug their gaming console into the TV, into the living room, or in the TV, in the bedroom. Whereas PCs, usually people pick up a monitor because you can get monitors with better specs, with lower latency, stuff like that more frame rate versus a TV that's 60 frames per second. Yeah, that's all uh, Xbox can run, so why do I need more? Yep. And so they'll play it on a bigger TV, but so it does invite that. Well, if somebody's passing through, they can just sit there and watch what I'm playing and BS with me versus sitting at your computer where you're, only a couple feet away from your monitor with your back face to the world buried into your game. Yeah. Because I, I get that a lot where I'll, I'll just come into my bedroom, I'll sit down, I'll shut the door, and I'll just play, you know, Dying Light 2 for 15 hours and <laughs> not interact with any of, my, any of my roommates or anybody at all. Whereas, I feel like, I, I wish that couch co-op was more prevalent than it is. Uh, 100%. Yeah, same. The days of couch co-op kind of died. Yeah. 
They really have. It's sad because there's so many good couch co-op games, but I just feel like most people just don't don't want to do that, you know? <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, let's just play over Discord uh, and do that. That'll be fine. But there's a whole different dynamic to be sitting next to each other playing Overcooked, screaming that you need lettuce, um, and punching rats or something. I don't know. Uh, playing yeah. Overcooked sometimes, though, with certain people will drive you insane. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Because there are some well, people I mean... who just aren't very good at like multitasking like that, which is fine. Yeah. But that's like what that game relies on. Yeah. Or just being able to like follow an order. And dude, some people just cannot do it. And oh my god, it wears me out. <laughs> like, you have one job. Just do the one job. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. anything else. And then you'll like catch them doing your job. And you're like, like what the oh heck? my god. I'm going to freak the fuck out. I told you out. this one job. <laughs> get well, get like, out of here, because they'll fuck up your shit. It's like when me and Jeremy used to live together. We would get off on a Friday night, start drinking, and play Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time in the fucking living room. Because it's a couch co-op game that you can just hop into and do what the fuck ever, but mm-hmm. we're just sitting there yelling yelling at each other about get to the other gun, get to the other gun, turn, turn, turn. Uh, (laughs) Versus, and and, like, you can turn and Jeremy would do something stupid so I'd punch him in the shoulder. (laughs) I can't do that over Discord. Yeah. I couldn't fucking punch one of y'all in the shoulder if y'all did something dumb right now. (laughs) So, couch co-op is something that I wish was bigger and more games had. Sure, I agree. But well, that's also, also growing up couch co-oping couch co-op. Halo 3 and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's good times. Yeah, dude, playing yeah. on fucking Legendary. Oh, yeah. Heroic. Legendary. Well, I've also... um, So, like, re- not recently, but within the past year or two, every time I go to, like, a family meeting or if I'm just meeting up with my sisters or my parents or whatever... I'll bring my Switch, and I'll set it up, and we'll play, you know, Mario Party or Overcooked or any of this stuff. And none of my family is good at it. They're all oh my God, very yeah. bad. They're all very bad. But <laughs> it's it's a scenario that I um like I, I don't care that they're good at it right like we're not we're not playing to be good at this video game You're we're just playing, playing it to have fun yeah to have fun spend time together and so now like one of my sisters bought a switch and bought some of the games that we would play together and then I got her into like Zelda and some oh, of these yeah. other games and I'm like yes come to the dark side but <laughs> it's untainted <laughs> Yes, enjoy my video game addiction, please. <laughs> but just, just something about the whole, uh, just couch co-op, and I feel like couch co-op just brings people together. It's just a great time. Thanks. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Sadly, most of my family doesn't play video games at all and doesn't like them. Yeah, none of mine. Your brother's the only one, right? Yeah. I think my brother is really the only one. My mom likes video games. I got her to play, um, what is it? Again, that uh, Firewatch. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Firewatch is good, yeah. yeah. Got my mom to play Firewatch, and she played through it, through it like multiple times. 
That's one of those games that's like, fun to walk around in. Really oh, like. yeah, it was like a proud moment, too, because she was like, I want a video game where you don't have to fight because she hates fighting because it just stresses her out. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, perfect, this one. Because she used to play Fable a lot, and like the we had an Agatha Christie game for the Switch, and she, she would play all the time. But she hated fighting in Fable. So I was like, okay, well. Fighting in Fable isn't even that bad. No, dude, she like get like cramps in her hand because she had button mashed so hard. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, she like slammed the buttons with her thumbs. I would watch her play, and I'm like, you don't have to hit them that hard. She's like, I don't think about it. Right, it just kind of <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> That's why she doesn't like the fighting, though. It just stresses her out. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Everybody has their own thing. Yeah, they like. Yeah, I don't know. I, didn't get that. I, I just. I feel like video games are a great way to bring people together. But another thing that I love, but nobody ever wants to do with me, um, is mutual masturbate. I mean, uh, board games. <laughs> <laughs> board games are hard though because I love board games, man. Like I, I love board games too. Brandon, play I board like games them. with me. But board okay. games just get like boring after a bit. You're playing the wrong board games, my friend. I feel like there's a lot. There's more bad board games than there are good board games, though. You could say that about anything. I would say there's more bad computer games than there are good ones. Oh, well, for sure. You scrolled like, through the free Steam games lately. <laughs> They're bad. I guess it's, I guess it's, it's my own fault games. for like not looking up reviews of board games. But I'm not really into board games as much because it's hard to find people that are. Yeah, that's fair. So, but uh, quick question: Would you would you think of board games? What what kind of game board games are you thinking of? Anything from Monopoly to Warhammer. Okay, yeah. So you you have a pretty wide range, but I feel like a lot of people when I say board games, they're like, yeah, Monopoly, sorry, like all these like generic household games that are they're fun, but they get pretty boring after a while, right? Yeah. Whereas like the board games I like are like the Dark Souls board game, or the House on the Haunted Hill, or the Mall Shoppers board game. Like, these games that take... One game takes you, like, five hours. <laughs> but oh, they're, Yeah, they're very involved. But they're... I, I, I like... I guess all these games are cooperative board games, right? Where all the players are working together towards a common goal... Whereas, like, Monopoly is everyone versus each other. Right. That's just mainly, like, that seems to be a common thing with board games, too, is, like, everyone against each other. Yeah, just living out. But that's, those are lame. But the, so it's, it's one of those things, like, Jeremy, you want to play board games that are like, Dungeons and Dragons. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> everybody working towards something against the game yeah. versus everybody working against each other. Oh, yeah. Because it even, it kind of fits in with how I feel about video games. I would much rather play a cooperative, or I would play a support character in, like, cooperative games than, like, a damage dealer because I just want to help everyone else like accomplish their goals, mm -hmm. right? And but, I kind of feel that. I usually try to do that too. 
why I always like playing co-op games with Jeremy. Yeah, because I'll always <laughs> take the medic. Because he's always the healer. <laughs> it's great. That's Noah, I, dude. Noah usually likes playing a healer, too. Yeah, I just like being... I like being... I, I feel like I'm not good at most competitive games, but playing a support character, like a healer character, takes a whole different skill set than just being good at the game that I feel like I can do, and so there, I, then I can still contribute to the rest of the team. Oh, yeah. Makes speaking, sense. Speaking about being good at video games, Nick brought up Mordhau earlier, and that's one of those games that I'm inexplicably good at. <laughs> like, yeah, I had no reason ass. to be that good. Yeah, it just kind of happens. I was. Brandon's good at the weirdest video games, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Mordhau is one of those games that I really wanted to like, but I was just like, mm, nah. It's just it's too much of the same, like too much of just slashing at each other and no See, other kind kinda, of gameplay. I kind of like that though because you keep it simple, it can get really competitive. Like CS:GO was. Yeah. I mean, you can if the more simple a game is, the more competitive it can be in a sense. I mean, you do have games like Dota League and shit, but those games are just, like, too much brain power. Yeah. And I, I got pretty sweaty over Mordhau there for a little while. I mean, you can be really smart in simple games, too. You know, over, like, the uh, thing where you wouldn't swing, but you would, like, look directly up and, like, limbo people's swings and shit. Yeah. I was never very good at that. Yeah, like, teasing them into, into the wrong moves, getting really meta about it. Dude, oh, yeah. the 1v1 servers got sweaty. Oh my god, they were sweaty. Oh, they were so oh. sweaty. I, I was just, just enjoying going, going in and fucking murking. Yeah, I just remember going into those 1v1 rooms and just watching people fight, like not actually fighting anybody, but oh, just my watching god, other dude, people yeah. fight. It's like, oh. Usually just watching me fight other people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wait. For whoever loses, hoping it's the enemy, so then I can go right in, and they're already hurt and stuff, and then the I get kill. the win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very, very shady cooperative gameplay person. Opportunistic cooperative yeah, gamer. that's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like me on this last um, D&D shit, since you weren't there, Brandon. Oh, yeah. We went to this, like, whole little area... And these things were like popping out of the ground and fighting us. And I killed yeah. like four or five things just by hitting them once because everybody else did so much damage to them. Yeah. You'd come in and get the, the final and kill. like 12 or 11 damage and it would kill them. <laughs> <laughs> but my timing, my timing was so on point. Like everybody would be like, because they would do this thing where they would fucking like use their eyes and make, make, uh, you know, everybody run away from them. Yeah. And so like, fucking everybody who was fighting would be running away from it i'd shoot it and kill it they'd stop running away and be able to fight again damn Damn it well and that's why to bring it back to board games that's why i like dungeons and dragons and all these other board games is because it's not i mean sometimes it does turn into i want to be the best player at this but a lot of times it's just everybody having a good time helping each other to succeed um playing the game as as fun as possible. I mean, we got a pretty good loot from that, too. Yeah, you got a lightsaber. Basically. 
You already, nice. already gave to Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're welcome, you fuck. <laughs> Thank you. Wasn't even Wasn't there, even there we but we stuff. got you some fucking loot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's so nice, alright? Just everyone be like, well, we can't use this, so we'll give it to Brandon, because he's the paladin. I mean, there were plenty, there, totally plenty of us that could use it, but it made the most <laughs> sense to go to Brandon. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Also having like I feel like having one character that's really overpowered is kind of a like big big brain play. So you're gonna have the I'm gonna be that guy that runs in and just does three hundred damage in a turn. And then I, everybody's gonna, gonna be, be like that overpowered, but it's one of those things <laughs> that'll make you stronger. And then everybody's gonna plink like forty damage. Yeah. Like, you don't wanna make everybody weak as fuck, but you know, having one character that's like pretty damn strong is Really nice to have around. Yeah, just someone that can tank everything. Mm-hmm. Shit hit the, the fan. And I, I just really love the, um, like the, the environment around Dungeons and Dragons of where like you will be building one character up to be the tank, or one character up to be your DPS, or one character to build your or to do all the healing and stuff. And so then, as the as the DM, when you focus on one of them, everyone starts getting panicked because they're like, "Oh <laughs> shit, we're about to lose our tank," or "Oh shit, we're losing our healer." <laughs> like it's just really it's a fun environment to do to pinpoint out someone of a group and try to take them down while everyone else is freaking out about it. <laughs> Which Zen Zen so far has been the main guy to get pinpointed. Yeah, well, not even that, it's just he uh, has such little health, it is always the first one to run into combat. Dude, he does so much goddamn damage. He does, but he's just always the first one up there, and it's just bad. Just a glass (laughs) cannon, though. Pretty much, he just runs up, because if anybody knows anything about monks in D&D, they love punching, alright? That's all they do, is punch about. And that's all he does. <laughs> Run right up in their faces, punch them a couple of times, and then immediately get downed. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. The barbarians have been fucking strong, though. Yeah. Barbarians yeah, because it takes forever to kill them. Honestly, god Until damn. Until you fight a fucking wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's dead. Yeah. Because just everybody's uh, got their weaknesses. Yeah, just I like the. I I feel again going back to I I always play the support classes in most video games. Is I just like the the sense of cooperation in Dungeons and Dragons, and I wish it was yeah. easier to convince other people to play with me. Like if I could get my family to play Dungeons and Dragons with me one Christmas, that'd be my dream. All right. <laughs> Fucking absolutely would. I would. I would love that. I'd be like, all right, everybody, here's your character sheets. Let's go. <laughs> About to get sweaty. <laughs> Everyone's gonna die. All right, everyone, roll me perception checks. <laughs> Jeremy, I figured this may be super exciting for you. I've been thinking about writing a superhero one shot for the guys. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. 
So what you're saying is you want to DM this or tonight? Well, yeah. No, not tonight. Oh. I haven't even started writing it. I want to start writing it. <laughs> it is. I'm it's just gonna... It's very weird, but uh, what's the word? It's very weird, but dude, what am I thinking of? Uh, rewarding. Very rewarding to create like whole storylines in Dungeons and Dragons. Like just yeah. something about like, all right, this is the generic idea of what I want, and then start fleshing it out of all right, here's the city, here's the maps, here's the enemies they're fighting, here's the like hidden loot, here's all this stuff. It's like going through and setting all this stuff up is is a very pleasant feeling. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of damn work to me. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> of work. Sure For is. most of me, I'm just like, Ugh. So I'm I just want to... You guys. I want to design like a... I don't know, maybe like a level 15. Yeah, just self-contained one-shot where you just kind of get dropped into the action and you have to make some rash decisions, stuff like that. Yeah, make it, make it something that they can't just play their normal characters in. Yeah, no, it would be one of those where I build the character sheets and just hand them out to y'all. Where, like, the kid, like we wouldn't have to spend two hours building level 15 characters. They yeah. already be built. Y'all can choose between them, however many I design or whatever. And then we all just jump in and get straight to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. I, I really enjoy... Uh, like making and building stuff for Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. but I also just—I mean, it's mostly just my my own personality about it. But I get very self-conscious about it. Like if I build something and I like reveal it, you know, um, like when in our last game, uh, we you guys went to a town that was being overtaken by some mysterious creatures. And y'all were like, oh, we got to, you know, I was leading y'all all these tips. And you're like, we got to get light sources because we've heard they're jumping out of shadows and all this stuff. And then it got to the end of it and y'all were like excavate, or excavating, evacuating all these people out of this castle that they'd hold up in. And uh, it got to the point where the enemy had burrowed down under the castle and up into it to get to the survivors because they knew that's where they were. And I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, oh, I bet they just did that because we were, uh, like, taking too long or something. And I was like, yeah, like, basically, yeah, if you want to you run it down to its basics, but it, it, it makes sense, right? Like, in a logical, logical mindset that the enemies had holed up or the, the bad guys had holed up all the survivors in this castle, and so now they're working on a way to get to these survivors by digging up underneath them. So right. I, I really enjoy building this stuff, but then I also just start really second-guessing myself and <laughs> making myself <laughs> I mean, You can't help it things. that your players are idiots. Y'all aren't idiots. I did say, though, I did say let's move everybody out as one big group. That's true. Strength in numbers, and and then we ended up deciding as a group. I mean, we there was a lot of thought that went into it, though. We did really try in that one. I felt like. Yeah, no, y'all definitely did, and it, it I feel like it would have paid off. 
or definitely uh was starting to pay off right like uh because if y'all had attempted to move them all in one big group you would have been uh the fight would have been harder but shorter right like that makes sense so like Y'all would have come across the bridge, and all of the enemies would have come up at once trying to surround you to stop you. Yeah. But instead, y'all took them slowly so that you could get a, you could get a couple of people across, but then the enemies still tried to come up behind you. Dang, yeah, I'm glad I missed out on that. <laughs> yeah, you, this is honestly one of the better ones, in my opinion. It was like a great fucking little fight scene. Man, I session. mean, all of that within the two hours before the session. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you fucking go, Jeremy. God, I... Yeah, yeah, you're winging it. I, I feel like I don't wing it enough, if we're being honest. <laughs> like, I, I can't just, like, alright, y'all are in this town, what do you want to do? And then, like, build a quest off of that? Like, I have to have quests set up that then I can be like, alright, here's what you guys can do. Yeah, fine. I mean, I've been I've been enjoying the way it's been played out so far. So. Oh yeah, it works for me. But and Jeremy, a hundred percent, my goal of that one shot will be to hopefully get all of the other guys more into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To like see what these higher level characters can do, give them something to push towards, give it like. I don't know. Just try and get them more into it. Because I know a couple of them are like, yeah, I play and I enjoy it, but they don't interact a whole lot during the sessions. Yeah, they just so kind of. I just want to try and push and it. That's about it. Yeah, I just try want to try and push it to where they 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 see the potential the game has. You know. Yeah, uh, I learned that I had a uh, companion. Yeah, that <laughs> that's I wasn't what Jamie was saying. <laughs> <laughs> he said, then you immediately sacrificed it. Yeah, in like the first fight, you were like, all right, go kill this dude, and then he immediately got stabbed to death. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what the companion's for. Okay, you know, make him, make him go die somewhere. Yeah. Just <laughs> if it never fire. dies, it means I'm not using it. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know if that's exactly how that's supposed to work, but, you know, you do you. (laughs) Hey, hold my money. What money's worth, okay? (laughs) Well, make sure I use them them to the fullest. It's pretty sick, though. I got a panther. That's cool. You can get another one after this next session. Or, well, after you take a long rest. (laughs) I, I, I I do wish that like with Dungeons and Dragons, that it was a little simpler, even though, you know, if y'all talk to any any D and D enthusiast, they'll tell you that fifth edition, which is what we're playing, is the easy it's so dumbed down and easy. But it it's still very complex for new players. Oh, absolutely. Like to just throw someone into it and be like, Alright, you're a fifth level ranger. Uh here's all your abilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, hold on, let me let me read. I gotta read through all this, but then you forget all of it because instead of slowly picking it up over time, you're you just have all this shit. (laughs) Oh shit! Even I fucking slowly picked it up over time, but 
I still forget half of the shit I can do. Yeah. There's just and so much you can do. I feel like I'm one of the more experienced players. Max. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think other than... So, Nick, you played with me and Brandon. Um, and then a little bit with me and another one of our friends from high school. Yeah. But then but everyone else... Like eight years ago. It's over eight years ago at this point. Yeah. Well, then everyone else has no experience, uh, except for I think Gabe. I think Gabe yeah. has some experience. But everyone else is brand new to it. And it just, yeah. they, like, they seem to enjoy it, but not really want to dive into how to actually get the most out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I really just want to, like, just jump into, like, one just super OP session that just kind of highlights. And I may honestly do it with, like, may do it as, like, a future version of themselves or something. Yeah. I think that would be kind of fun. That'd be kind of sick, yeah. Just to, like, maybe, like, throw it at level 20. And just so they can see, like, yeah, have God holy shit, and... how, like, this is what this game can be. Yeah. And then Cause it, hopefully it really get does... them a little more... It really does get to a point where you are just gods. Like <laughs> you yeah. can just resurrect dead people from within the past century and you can just smite whole cities with like your god powers. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. a great smite time. Smite me, oh mighty smiter. Yes, and the whole city just implodes. Yeah. See that one. So that hey power. Jeremy, hmm. if we're not playing tonight, maybe you can help me. Oh, I'm all about it. Let's go. I have a bunch of books. Nice. You need some books? I've spent... So, kind of sidebar. I've spent a lot of money on Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> a lot of money. I have... And the rest so of us have many, spent zero. I know. I have so many of the rule books. Like, I have the Player's Handbook, the Dungeons Master, the Monsters Guidebook, Tasha's, uh, Morden Kanan's, fucking... Uh, Fizzbands, fucking Xanathars, like all these goddamn books that each yeah. cost like 60 bucks a piece. And <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jeremy. And then I also pay for uh, a compendium. Well, I pay for the professional version of Roll20, which is like oh, 100 shit. bucks a year or something like that. And then I also pay for a map making software that I use to make all our maps. <laughs> I put a lot of money into this game. <laughs> God damn. But it's so much fun and I love it. Oh, I do too. I, I fucking I love Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Like even even the mediocre and like the the sessions that you wouldn't really write you know, you wouldn't write home about, you'd be like, Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a alright session on Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like even those are great. Like while you're in them, they're just fun. Oh yeah. It's just a great time. Ooh, uh, I was kind of curious what y'all thought about the. Uh, have y'all do y'all know much about the can convoy in Canada? No, uh, like the no. the trucker one that's blocking off all the all the cities and whatnot. Mm hmm. Not really. If you basically, know they're like uh, trying to 
protest the uh, vaccine mandates and like mandates in general. And, you know, Trudeau has been basically just ignoring them and trying to slander them and shit like that. Uh, but I was going to get y'all's take on it, but like, how do y'all feel about them protesting and such? Yeah, so I, uh, so it's them, like, again, like you're saying, they're, they're protesting the vaccine mandates, right? Like, cause they're, they basically like, you guys have to get vaccinated if you're coming into Canada, right? Essentially to have a job or uh, go to stores and do anything. Pretty much. Yeah, so then they're. Like, to exist as a human and just go and do stuff, you have to be, to be vaccinated and just have proof and stuff. Yeah, which. I know a lot of people are very upset about, like, uh, mandated vaccines. But I, personally, I'm all about it, all right? Are you like, all about the, the mandates or just the vaccines? I'm all about the vaccines. I see... Going back to, like, episode two, Mr. Fucking... Oh, what's the compliance over here? Mm-hmm. If, the, if uh, Daddy Biden tells me I need to get stabbed in the arm with small knives, all uh, about excuse it. Excuse right? me, it's Grandpappy Biden. All right, Grandpappy Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, especially, well, how do so... you think? What do y'all think about how Trudeau is handling this situation, though? Because I, I mean, I, you know, we can sit here and you know talk about the mandates and shit as we already have before. But I'm more so curious what y'all think. How y'all think Trudeau is handling the situation? So I saw that, like, fairly recently, like, within the past couple of weeks, right, that he brought their version of the National Guard in. Yeah, he to, like, acted like to, some kind of emergency shit. Yeah, like, not martial law, but kind of martial law to get all the all the truckers out of the way. Yeah. I I think that one is fairly justified, only because um, they were blocking up, like, highways and stuff, wasn't it costing like both Canada and America like billions of dollars because of like the trade that couldn't happen anymore because of these highways being blocked up? Something like that, yeah. It was so, definitely disruptive to uh, trade flow. Yeah, because they were just blocking off entire highways. Mm-hmm. But so in that aspect, I kind of get it. I don't know. It's it's hard to to say that they should be shut down or that they shouldn't be shut down because I feel like it's kind of a, a either either argument could go either way. Well, in my opinion, I kind of with the with that specifically them enacting the emergency act and shit like that. I think it's excessive. Whereas because they they still haven't had discussions with the, with these protesters, like the protesters have requested. Over and over, the protesters just want to have a conversation, but that still hasn't been given. Right? Like Trudeau still hasn't just sat down and like talked to him. Yeah, but haven't haven't they also? I mean, like... All he's done is slandered them, basically calling them racists, violent, and um, uh, what essentially that? Like they're saying they're being violent, but having no proof of it and such. Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't they also um shoot what was I saying? Haven't they haven't they like the protesters just 
again, they're just they're disrupting all of this business, all these people's lives, like all the people trying to commute to their, from their homes to their jobs. Just basically well, it's mainly it the impossible. trade between U.S. Like they're blocking the U.S. and uh, Canada border. Border. Well, yeah, but I saw a lot of people around. Uh, is it Toronto? Is that the the city that's taking place in? I don't know, but the the main city that's it's happening all over. It's like Ontario and uh, yeah, Toronto, but, and but stuff. like the main city, it's like. Almost impossible for just people to get around the city anymore, just because of the sheer amount of trucks on the road. And so that that part of it, I I don't know. I I feel like you can protest without hurting the people that are just trying to go about their day. Yeah, but we've seen how that goes. Can it usually doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually protesting doesn't work unless you cause some kind of disruption. Well, Which you can look at, like, France, because they're... They have the I yellow mean, jackets or whatever they are. Worldwide, France is known for their people protesting. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, coffee went up a cent per fucking cup? Well, protest that. Done fucked up, <laughs> Skippy. And <laughs> the entire country will shut down. With these protests. Mm-hmm. And so. I mean. The. Honest, like, I don't know a whole lot about it, but the best way for a protest to be successful is to shut off production, basically. Because if if all of these truckers are stopped, if all of these truckers aren't hauling loads for the people, the government's not making the tax money on that stuff because they're not selling anything. So, like like I said, I don't know a whole lot about it, so I don't know exactly how Trudeau's handling it. But it's not going to stop unless he actually like uh oh what's a good word for it like unless he actually like looks at it and responds to yeah, it like gets involved in it yeah yeah so these truckers i mean if they're noble to the cause they'll sit there for as long as they fucking need to and so the longer trudeau puts it off the longer the government's losing money, the longer he just sits there on his ass doing nothing, nothing's going to get done because he's the one that has to make that decision. Or, well, I say he, the government's the one that has to make that decision. Do I agree that they should be arguing against vaccine mandates, stuff like that? Like, yes and no. I don't, fully agree with mandating it. I agree with recommending it strongly. And, but absolute mandating it saying, if you don't have this, you can't work in our country. uh, It's taking freedoms away. And I don't like that. But for the most part, I, he's got to face it because it's not, they're not going to stop. If he doesn't face it. Yeah. 
Well, but, so, then we can get back into the argument with, like, banding and all that, and isn't it more important to protect the entire populace than it is to protect a singular person's rights? Oh, that comes down to it's not a singular person's rights. You're mandating it for an entire for your entire populace, so you're eliminating an entire populace's right to to that decision. So it's it's kind of like are is everyone being safe truly worth everyone losing their freedom? Which is kind of an exaggerated way yeah, to put it, but I guess essentially I mean, it is. I feel like my whole aspect of it is. Um, are the vaccines hurting you? No, but they've been shown to cause myocarditis in uh, certain cases and such yeah, stuff like that. So they're it's not a very, it's a very minute, very minute percentage of it that's causing this, right? It's uh less than COVID, or I think it's more than COVID kills you. Like uh, the the likelihood of you having a, an adverse reaction to the vaccines is higher than what it would be. Uh, like then you are likely to get COVID or something like that. I think or something something weird. Maybe not kill get get COVID, but die from COVID specifically. Yeah, but but then it, then you that. start getting into yeah. We're just uh, disclaimer. We're just throwing out a bunch of random garbage knowledge. None of this. Yeah, is this back. is like none of yeah. It. None of this. None of this is none based it, on right. anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but see, then I I start getting to I start thinking about. My mindset always goes towards like my grandparents and who are very immunocompromised. Um, if I were to get COVID, I'd be fine, right? Like if I got COVID, mm -hmm. I there's like a ninety percent chance I'd live through it and I'd be okay. But then what if I gave it to some eighty year old who can't, you know, stand on their own and then it kills them? That's on I, I my mindset is that then that's on me. That, well, I mean, that's that person my should fault. have been vaccinated. Well, but even vaccinated, you can still get it. You just you like, can still the spread symptoms. It yeah, you can still get it and spread it. It's just the symptoms are reduced. But for an 80, 90 year old person, even reduced symptoms can be enough to kill them. Right. And I understand that. And since you can. So with that being, you know, that that being out there. Since the vaccines don't protect you fully from it, and what if you still, what if you get the vaccine and then still get that eighty-year-old person sick with, it and they still die from it? Would you still not feel bad, or would you feel okay just because it wasn't your fault, right? You, you could, you could have something to blame, essentially. Yeah, no, I would still, uh, personally, I would still feel feel like absolute garbage. Um, I Same. remember. Uh, a couple months into the pandemic, I thought I had COVID. I, I went into work one day and I felt awful, like I felt tired. Um, I bought a soda from the front of the store and I was drinking it and I was like, I can't taste this. I taste nothing right now. I was like, ah, oh, shit. What if I have COVID? And so then I told my boss and I went home and I quarantined myself for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like even... I stayed in my room with my door shut. Anytime I went out of my room just to get food or something, I would wear a mask because I didn't want to give it to my roommates. Like I was, I was very concerned about spreading it to other people. Cause I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Like I'm not the healthiest person, but I'll be fine. Like I, I've, I'm in the age range in the, you know, the certain body class or whatever that this probably won't kill me. 
But I just, the thought of giving it to someone else, like, terrifies me to no end. So then then I go into, just give me the vaccine. Like, if it helps even 1%, I'll take it. Because that's 1% more of being helpful. Which I totally understand. And, I, you know, I'm totally cool with people doing that. I have no problem with people getting the vaccine or anything like that. My main problem is with the mandates, making people do something that they might otherwise do, not do if uh, they weren't made to. And uh, it, it comes down to the vaccines aren't whole, whole, uh, foolproof, right? Like you can't, you know, they're not 100%. And they were, and whenever they first came out, they were telling you, oh, you'll be fine. Just get the vaccine, you know? And a lot of people will say that, oh, if, you, if he had had the vaccine, he wouldn't have gotten that person sick. I'm like, yeah, but there's also the likely, there's also a lot of people who were vaccinated who have died from it still. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, what's the point if, I mean, I'm sure it helps, right? So yeah. if you think, if you think it'll help, go for it. But for me personally, like if I get, if I get COVID and I get somebody else sick and they're vaccinated as well. Like I'm, I'm vaccinated. So if I get COVID and then I get somebody else sick and they die from it and they have, they're vaccinated too. Like, I'm not going to feel good and be like, Oh, you're, I'm not going to, you know, not feel bad. I won't feel any better about it because yeah. I was vaccinated, you know, or because I am. Yeah. And the same kind of thing. It's like, I'm, I didn't get the vaccine because of that, those reasons, right? Like I'm not really worried about getting people sick with it because if I do get COVID, I can always wear a mask and all that happy shit. So the vaccines seem to me to be like, you know, if you're immunocompromised, for sure. If you're older, for sure. But if you're a fully healthy adult, I I kind of don't see a point because your immune system is as good as the vaccines are. Yeah. And especially if you've had COVID before, it doesn't wane. Well, it you know lasts long. And I did get vaccinated because. At the time I got vaccinated, I had an eighth-month-old son at home. I had a wife who, in the early days of COVID, had some of the underlying conditions that said this is going to be more deadly for her. And so we both got vaccinated so that I could protect her and my son. Mm -hmm. I think I had COVID early on because... I had most of the symptoms, but I don't know because the test came back negative or I didn't get tested because I thought, ah, it's just the flu. But we didn't know they didn't get sick. So we were okay. But then when the vaccine became available to us, we went ahead and got vaccinated. And I did it for a selfish reason. I wasn't like, oh, I'm getting vaccinated to save the population. I was like, no, I'm getting vaccinated vaccinated to save my girl and my kid because they're at home staying out of all of this i'm the one that has to go out <laughs> into the public and work at home <laughs> yeah well i'm the doo-doo. one that has to go out and work i have to be around people i have to do this i have to do that i'm mm-hmm. not going to take the risk of bringing it home to her and putting them at risk Excellent. that's why i did it yeah. I didn't do it for jack shit anybody else. I did it for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I, 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 I don't think there you should be forced to do something for the betterment of your your country, right? I mean, that that sounds kind of bad, but like, you it should always be a choice 
But then you can start making the argument of, like, yeah, it's a choice, but why wouldn't you choose the one that betters everyone? Because my, like, personal, and I've, again, once again, all this is just hearsay, I have not done a whole lot of research into the vaccines. Um, all I know is that the majority of people I know that have gotten them, I've gotten them, haven't had any really bad side effects. Everyone's still living and healthy. And even, again, like I was saying, even if it decreases the chance of you getting or spreading COVID by 1%, I, I just feel like it's it's a a better option of the two, right? Like the the... the Positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also the likelihood of you getting sick from the from getting the vaccine too. That that slim chance, you know, it may be you may be one percent less likely to, you know, get somebody else sick. There's also that one percent chance that you yourself will have an adverse reaction. You know. Yeah. It's, it's such a, a small percentile. <laughs> I just wish that it was left up to personal choice, right? Because, like, a lot of people feel very differently about it just across the board. And just to lump everybody in together into one kind of a thought process forcibly it seems to be a little... Yeah, um, but even so if you... I'm excessive. Even if you are saying everyone should have their own choice, there's a lot of situations where that's a really bad thing. Like, uh, we can throw it to um, the U- the whole Ukraine situation. Putin has his choice of what he wants to do, and he decided to invade an entire country and absolutely <laughs> just destroy people's lives. But that's his choice, so why shouldn't he be allowed to do that? Well, I mean, that's because he's, you know, putting a bunch of other people in danger and taking over an entire country. Yeah, but it's his choice. And so, how many people do you come in contact with on a daily basis? Um, I, I mean, it can range anywhere from like five to like a hundred people. Okay, so back to Nick's argument of Putin's choice has to be considered because he's putting a bunch of other people at risk and doing this and that. Just to clarify so, real quick, I'm not I'm not for what Putin's doing. Just no, to make I'm sure. not, no this, one is. This is right. Let me back clear. No one is. That's like clear. I, yeah. I don't agree with what's yeah, going no, on in Fuck Ukraine. Putin. <laughs> and I'm not. And I'm not saying that that you are. It's, it's not where my argument's yeah. going at all. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure that was yeah. clarified real quick. Yeah. But saying that. Well, his choice has to be weighted because he's putting a bunch of other people at risk. So these people not getting vaccines, seeing five to a hundred people a day, who's each of those five to a hundred people are seeing five to a hundred people a day. So isn't that one guy not getting a vaccine also putting a bunch of people's lives at risk? Sure. Sure, you could say that. And so their their decision should be weighted with the same. Uh, I mean, it's not the same, 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 but different, but still same, same, same. but different. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a great movie. It's but, a great movie. Uh, 
When sidebar, when do you think they're going to come out with the interview, but with P- with Putin? Oh, bro. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. But yeah, so shouldn't their decisions be looked at with that same scrutiny of, well, if, like, not necessarily saying yes, mandate it, but saying, well, you should really consider because if you don't do this, the neighbors in your subdivision, they could get sick or, and those people getting sick could get this many other people sick. It's a growing trend. It's not, oh, I'm not going to get vaccinated and the world's going to go back to normal. It's the world will be helped on its way back to normal if you get vaccinated. Yeah, but if you look at the fatality rate of the vaccines, it's really, you're not really putting that people's lives at the same level of threat as, you know, going to war. Well, no. You have a 99% uh, possibility of surviving COVID if you're a healthy adult. That's why I say if you're not healthy, you have pre-existing conditions or are elderly, totally get the vaccine. I I totally agree with that. But if you're a, like, 20-something, 30-something adult, I I don't see the same, like, risk. Well, I think it... It, again, it plays into the as a twenty-something-year-old. Yeah, you're going to survive it, no problem. That's but what I'm saying. Like, if, if the vaccine it, helps you in any way prevent from giving it to someone who won't survive it, then why not take the vaccine? Because there's no guarantee that the vaccine will uh, prevent it, right? I mean, there's no guarantee, but there's a chance. That it's it will more help. likely that you won't get it or your symptoms will be non-contagious. Yeah. But it's so, also an argument of like Nick was saying, well, the risk of getting the vaccine is higher than the risk of getting COVID, like the in in dangerous cases, whatever. So that can fall back on lapses in the American healthcare system. Because I guarantee if you look at countries that have better healthcare systems that are government subsidized, stuff like that, where people can actually afford to go to the doctor and have allergen tests done, stuff like that. Because most of these cases where the vaccine is causing bad reactions, they're allergic reactions. Well, most of it's been in, uh, like, teenagers and younger adults. Yeah. Yeah, but but a lot of it is still allergic reactions where if you knew what the fuck you were allergic to, you could go ask your doctor, be like, hey, will it be okay if I get this vaccine? And if the doctor says, no, you're allergic to something in it, then you don't get it. Or, like us... Oh yeah, I'm gonna go get it, and you fucking die because you're allergic to some little specific thing in the vaccine. You just sol. Shit <laughs> <laughs> right. out of luck for anybody. Well, that of it's been myocarditis that. and shit like that. That you're, it's not really an allergy; it's just a, a adverse reaction. Yeah, but it's also kind of the idea of like herd immunity, right? Where mm-hmm. 
the majority of the herd should get the immunity so that the small percentage that can't is still okay because everyone well, herd, else has it. Herd immunity is based on the idea that we don't get vaccinated, all of us get sick, and then we just become immune to it. Because the uh, immunity from getting the antibodies from having been recovering are stronger and last substantially longer than getting the vaccine. Yeah, that's fair. But from what I, I've seen. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I mean, that's also saying, right? saying that like you're gonna you're gonna lose human lives if you just if you only do that. Yeah. Like I say, I mean, I think it should be a choice. Like if you'd rather, you know, but it should be done safely, right? There should be precautions in place to where whatever you want to do, you can. Which there are. There are masks. There's social distancing. There's quarantine. So I mean, I, I don't think the vac everybody being vaccinated is like the end end all be all because the vaccines don't work 100 percent. So in theory, if everybody was vaccinated, we would still be having COVID cases. In yeah, theory, but well, it's it's also the really stupid overlooked part that the media never wants to touch on. Um, do you know what the common cold is? Nope, yeah, never heard of, of it. Course. It's a coronavirus. Yeah. It's been that way for as long as we can fucking remember. And you it's know what we do about it? We nothing. do absolutely fucking nothing. You get vaccinated every year. No, no not from the, the cold. The cold. The common uh, cold. Yeah, not the flu. the flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not right. Not the, yeah, the, the common cold. <laughs> we do jack shit for it. Yeah, because it doesn't. Its fatality rate's so low that it doesn't. And you know okay. what the new strain so of COVID is? cold it's the common cold <laughs> it's it's always been the cold brandon it's it's just been the flu or the cold that's that's new conspiracy covid never existed it's always just been the flu well so but let me let me throw this at you <laughs> so the cold you know we consider it not that important right like it's just a cold mm -hmm. but it does still kill thousands of people every single year Mm -hmm. So should we not still be trying to solve that issue? Well, answer this for me, then. If the cold still kills people, thousands of people, if not more, uh, yearly, why is it not a bigger deal? Exactly. <laughs> why is COVID why such is a big it? deal and the cold isn't? Exactly. Like we, we've, we've accepted that the cold is there and it kills people, but we're just like, nah, it's fine. But right. we're in the middle of COVID... And if we could prevent COVID from becoming the new cold that kills thousands of people a year and we're just okay with it, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we try to stop that? Because the I feel like it's because the um, amount of people that the cold and COVID kill is so low in comparison to literally anything else, such as starvation, that... In my opinion, we focus on the wrong things, right? Like, there are things that kill way more people yearly and daily than the cold, COVID, and all of that shit altogether. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I agree with you. Like, it's it, they <clears throat> definitely things that kill more, but aren't any deaths bad deaths? Right. Well, yes. Right, but, I mean, you can't fix everything, you know, all at once. I mean, unless everything was COVID, and then we would have vaccines and fucking new ways to fight it every fucking month. <laughs> I mean, we have yeah. new flu and 
Although about cold, I mean, we have new cold medicine all the time, but we have new flu vaccines <laughs> every year and all this stuff, and people don't take those. Well, and flu shots are a guess at what the mutation might be that year. Yeah, that's true. It's just like a, well, this was what it did last year, so maybe it'll do that this year. So this is the what we'll give out until we get some more information, and then we'll change it. Just a disclaimer, if anybody decides to make any medical decisions based off what we say in this oh, podcast, God, no. don't consult yeah, your doctor. Please consult your don't, doctor. Don't, don't listen to us. Don't make any life-changing decisions based on what we're saying, because we're spitting garbage. And you should know better, because this is the completely yeah, pointless completely podcast. Completely pointless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, 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 when it comes down to all this like vaccine stuff, I feel like I have a very skewed viewpoint in that I, and this is going to sound really sad, I don't think I matter that much in today's society. Like, I don't have kids, I don't have a wife, I don't have any really plans for having either of those. I'm just a dude that works electrician jobs. Like, I feel like I'm a very, very low percentage of the the whole like community where so that kind of justifies like all right yeah give me the vaccines let me be your test subject because somebody's got to get this to make sure it doesn't kill everybody so give it to me but jeremy you do matter because if you weren't here I wouldn't have somebody to DM my Dungeons and Dragons game. <laughs> Don't worry, Brandon. I would I would leave you the sign-in for my Google Docs with all my Dungeons and Dragons stuff, and I would also leave you my truck so that you can have stuff moved for you. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, Brandon's going to drive a Ford. It runs oh, very fuck. badly. It <laughs> runs very badly. I mean, it's a Ford. Do they ever run good? It did. Up until like two years ago, <laughs> what happened? Uh, I it's kinda... um, it's a lot of yes, yeah, it's a lot of spark plug issues. All the issues I've of had course. are ignition coils yes. and spark plugs and all that shit, just going absolute Dude. shit in them. I hope everybody who drives the Ford is hearing this and is fucking crying right now. I mean, probably. Because that's every single 5.4 Triton's life. Yeah. Just, oh, heart plug and, and ignition issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Congratulations. It's, for me, it's just the... It's so... It's... I, I'm sure both of you have worked on Ford Fords before, but the way mine is set up is... I don't know what it's called, but whenever you hit a puddle, all the water is, like, funneled up hits the hood cover, and then is funneled back towards the back left of the engine, which you is exactly... I mean, I do, but, like, the way it works out is that all this water and shit is just dumped. The way they're gapped. Yeah, is, is... is just dumped right on the back, like, driver's side ignition oh. coil. So that one coil is covered in dirt it's filthy it never runs clean and then it it just it just falls apart basically i will say i've never seen any gms have that same that issue of like getting water into the engine bay yeah i mean none of the water makes it into the engine liners i mean none of the water makes it into the engine bay I mean, I guess it does. I don't know. What it the just, fuck is your coil <laughs> It runs bad. It runs very bad. And it's always <laughs> that back left spark plug that 
doesn't fire correctly or ah. i had an ignition coil like good old cylinder like eight. splinter it's not <laughs> yep. good good old oh, cylinder sorry, no. eight. Yeah, it's cylinder yeah, it's eight. Cylinder eight. Yeah, it's so, not yeah. cylinder Back seven. Left. Back left. Yeah. Yeah, no. it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> hate, dude. I don't know, like, what Ford's horniness is with reinventing spark plugs. Well, you know, it's all about the advancement and like the technological. I swear aspect. to God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drive over to your house right now and slap you in the goddamn throat. <laughs> punch his shoulder. Oh <laughs> I'm God. Punch his shoulder. <laughs> Play overcooked with him and punch his shoulder. I yes, especially when he's doing good. Dude, Absolutely, dude. only when he's doing good. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Well, on that oh, note, boys, uh, we we've about hit our time. Is there any anything you'll want to clear up? Uh, yeah, we're j- exactly two hours. Anything you'll want to clear up before we post this to the internet forever and get canceled? Uh, take everything we say with a grain of salt. We're three idiots. Yeah, none of our information is backed by science. <laughs> All right, if you feel like anything we say triggers or offends you, don't let it because that's, I mean, we're idiots. Yes. You're literally being triggered by idiots. <laughs> don't con- don't don't give our idiocy confirmation by becoming triggered by it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, well, with that, if you guys want to listen to any more podcasts, we are on Spotify, YouTube, and RSS.com. We might eventually come to Apple Podcasts, but Apple sucks, so maybe not. Yeah, I've, seen, I've had so many people ask us when we're coming to the Apple uh, uh, space, and maybe we it. should. Right, we yeah, might. there's a whole, whole Honestly, group. Don't you have it's to a really pay? good platform. Don't you have to pay to post to there, though? I don't know. I think you do. We're going to look into it, and if we have to pay, we're probably not going to come to for a while. At least not yet. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Spotify, YouTube, RSS, all, like, completely pointless. Um, we also have a Twitter account now. Our at is PointlessPods, right? Uh, I yes. think so. I'm not 100% sure. the fact that none of us know that. I believe it's I believe Pointless so. Pods, capital P on the Pointless, capital P-O-D-S on the pods. I mean, um, I'm going to attempt to make a post yes. anytime we post a new video which should be on Sundays, like we said last time. Um, if you have anything you want to ask us, any topic ideas, anything you want to hear us babble about for two hours, uh, let us know. Send it to us on Twitter, and we might see it, because I don't think any of us actually are checking the DMs. I mean, I can check right now. Uh, we have no messages. Oh, damn. I'm going to send us a message just so we don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not dude. So far, all of it, all it is is... <laughs> fucking i guess responses responses or whatever to the uh, prime minister of india <laughs> <laughs> that's all of our notifications hey we gotta know what he's saying all right it's important Dude, information I, I can't read any of it because it's all in indian too i'm like uh oh, or whatever uh language it is i don't want to fucking you yeah, don't want to learn wrong. a whole new language <laughs> reiterating we're what, three what, idiots. What is their language? Check. Is it Indian? No. Like Swahili or some bullshit? No, no that's no, Afri- that's somewhere in, somewhere in Africa. Hold on, I can Google this. What language is spoken? Uh, I think there's India? like a bunch. I think Hindi. it's a bunch. Everyone, everywhere but America, they speak multiple languages. But it's anyways, apparently Hindi. So it's all in Hindi, and Hindi? I can't fucking read uh, it. Oh, okay. 
Well, but anyways. Just for the best. Uh, we're out there for tonight. I hope everybody has a good week, and I hope you will join us next week. Goodbye. You're bye. Goodbye.